I'm thinking for high schoolers, well, holy grail ain't so much a grail as it might be a girl, all right? A holy girl or a holy boy, somebody that you want to date. And that's something we go after. Everybody's looking for that perfect person, you know, that soulmate, that love at first sight, that snuggle buddy, that bae. But take heed what the creepy knight said in that clip. Choose wisely, for the true grail will bring life, but the false grail will bring death. And I can bet you can all think of, you know, that Cray Bay, uh, that psycho overly attached, too much drama for your mama girl that you or your friend dated. And you can think that your parents, your friends, your pastors, and the creepy old knight would have said, you have chosen poorly. <laughs> I'm sure, so poorly. And here's how you avoid all right, the crazies, all right, the false grails. And this is like, this is a try and true way of not getting in those kinds of relationships is to not get into any relationship whatsoever. If you don't date, there's no cray bay. If you don't date, there's no cray bay. That is absolutely the truth. But we know, we know you're going to risk it. <laughs> you're going to roll those dice. We just know that you're going to see like, you're going to see what your chances are and you're going to date. And we're, we, we like, we say, don't date, don't date till you're out of high school. It's not worth it. But we understand that there is dynamics and we understand that you want to. Okay. And that's a really hard thing. And not everybody can do that. And so we don't want you to feel like we're condemning you or judging you if you do. So tonight is not about 10 reasons why you should not date. Here is a bunch of reasons on how or reasons and why you should date well. There will be consequences to dating, okay? But if you are going to date, choose carefully and choose wisely, and you can minimize those consequences. Here's the dating myth, though. Date anybody and everybody so that you can figure out who you like to date and who you may want to marry one day. If you don't date a ton of different people, you, don't get, you won't be able to figure that out. But that isn't the truth. It doesn't take that many people, it doesn't take that many relationships for you to be in to figure out what you like and what you don't like. It takes one crazy to figure out a whole lot of what you don't like. One crazy, all right? So we want you to, we want you to wait. We would love it if you, did, if you waited and saved the heartbreak, but we also understand the pressure, the loneliness that can come from not dating. So if you're gonna date, we want you to spend some time choosing wisely and make sure that that relationship you are getting into will bring life and not death. So here's the most important thing that you can do before you get into a dating relationship. And that is make a list before you get into a relationship. Make a list of negotiables and non-negotiables. Yeah, so we're gonna start with these non-negotiables. These are a list of things that you cannot and will not compromise on. Why? Because the Bible says so. Because the Bible tells us there are some tried and true things. The Bible is like, these are non-negotiables. We are not going to stray from these. The first thing is they have to know Jesus. They have to be saved and not just like know him, but be growing in their relationship with Christ. That is so, so important. If God's everything to you, how can a non-believer fit into that? They don't, right? And so they have to know who Jesus is. The Bible talks about this term called equally yoked, okay? It says in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live 
with darkness. And so you want to make sure they're on the same level, they're growing, they're on the same trajectory that you are in your relationship with Christ. Absolutely. That equally yoke term is talking about like that's a weird term, but you yoke two oxen. And if you have an oxen that is stronger and an oxen that is weaker, they aren't equally yoked and it won't work well to plow your field. Right. You're, you're not going to have straight lines. Like in back then, it was like a farming analogy. And your, like your field was going to be in circles rather than a straight because one was going to try and push or one was going to slow down the other. So it's saying being equally yoked, you can, do, you can stay on the straight path that you need to stay on. You can't. The, another thing we, I have heard like throughout my 10 years of youth ministry is you can't date, or they want, you want to date them to save them. You're saying like, if I get into this relationship with them, then they'll come to church with me and then they'll find Jesus. And you can't do that. I tried to do this in high school. There was this girl I liked in high school and I knew she wasn't a believer and I didn't necessarily date her, but I was trying, like I was kind of like actively pursuing that relationship a little bit, but we hadn't like had the DTI, like to find the relationship one. So I brought her to church with me and I was so uncomfortable with her being there. I didn't know what to do with my hand. Like I'm a worship pastor now. <laughs> me in high school, I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands because if I do what I'll normally do with her right next to me, I'm gonna look weird. And so I was like doing these weird like <laughs> hand motions, trying to like contain myself during worship. And she finally looks up at me and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, okay? I'm nervous, all right? So you can't date them to save them, right? That most likely what's gonna happen is you're not gonna save them and they're gonna pull you way, way, way down because their beliefs, their morals, everything about them is not lined up with the thing you're lined up with, which should be the Bible. And so you can't really do that. Another thing you have to be careful with, and this is a big thing in Grand Junction, is there are different religions, and some of those religions would claim to be Christian. We have a lot of Mormons in Grand Junction, right? And if you asked a Mormon if they believed in Jesus, they would probably say yes. If you asked them, are you a Christian? They would probably say yes. And so you're going, well, man, the Mormon boys are the nicest boys, and they're also the cutest boys, all right? And so I get it, all right? I get it. But the truth is, what they believe who Jesus was is not who we believe Jesus was. What they define God and all of these things, what they define heaven as, it's not the same thing. They use the same vocabulary, but they have completely different definitions of those words. And so that's not really a good one to get into either. And you should put them kind of on the non-negotiable, I can't date that. I got to date a true Christian who believes the same things I do and defines Jesus and my salvation and heaven and who God is and what he did for me all the same as you do. Yeah. Another non-negotiable is how they handle conflict. Okay. Conflict resolution, right? Conflict is going to happen. It's a part of life. It's natural. Things happen. People happen. People are different. There's going to be conflict. So how do they handle conflict? Because in marriage, it happens. You have conflicts. Sometimes you disagree. In parenting, there's all kinds of weird, awkward conflicts, okay? Like it happens in marriage. And, and so this is something that you have to look at and, and look at their track record, okay? Look at their friends, how they've handled drama with their friends. Did they resolve a friendship well? Or did it end in like this big firework blowout match or like previous relationships? Did they break up with somebody and then it was all over social media and you knew all about what happened, not from that person, but from social media, okay? That's not how we handle conflict. We don't put our conflict and our business out on social media. It's not what mature, responsible people do. Do you hear them gossiping about people? Like, how are they handling those kind of things? Yeah, because the truth is, if they're doing it to somebody else, 
and you get into a conflict with that and, the, and you're in a relationship with them and you get into that conflict, what's to stop them from doing it to you? Right. What's to stop them from gossiping about you in that relationship or throwing shade on social media towards you? So another one you gotta be careful of is do they respond to conflict in anger? Like, I, I literally remember this girl in high school, she dated this guy, and this guy was just like, he was like your typical high school guy that was like a really good football player, but he also, I think, was on steroids and stuff like that because he was just his monster. And I remember literally, like, they were in an argument, and she tried to walk away from him. The dude grabbed her arm and slammed her against a locker, all right? If you see a guy or a girl, or mainly a guy, so if you see that response and anger when conflict happens, you have to go, if that we're going to face conflict. At some point, we're gonna have a disagreement in a relationship. I don't want what I'm seeing happening to me down the road, so I'm gonna stay away from there. So that's what you gotta do. Another one is, are they dramatic? Or are they oversensitive? If you don't, rep- if you know, have you noticed that if you don't reply or if their friends don't reply within five minutes, they start just like overreacting and just going like, they don't love me anymore and just freaking out. If you start to see that, and you get into a relationship with them, that could be your life, all right? <laughs> now, it's, you're just like, oh, it's kind of cute. They just love me so much. Two months down the road, you're not gonna be saying that anymore. You're gonna be saying, like, I was on the toilet and I left my phone off. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't get back to you right away. All right, something like that is gonna really affect you. And so you have to go in those conflict resolutions. Are they being dramatic or oversensitive and maybe angry? Yeah, another non-negotiable, is their relationship with their parents. Okay, this is such a huge indicator to me on how, when I was in your stage dating, I always looked at how a guy treated his parents because more than likely that's what he has been doing, that's the things he's seen and he's used to, and that's a good indicator, just like Joe said, how they're gonna be treating me. Are they respectful to their parents or are they disrespectful and rude and and kind of rebellious? Like, you gotta look for those kind of things. I think it's super unattractive when anyone is disrespectful to their parents, but especially someone that I'm dating. I want them to be a respectful person in general, but especially towards an adult, uh, towards teachers, coaches. Yeah, it's like, you gotta think too, like mommy issues are gonna show up in like girls. Daddy issues could show up, you know? So it's like dad, boyfriend, mom, girlfriend. That's how that stuff works. So if they have a weird relationship with their dad, it's gonna be a weird, it could be a weird relationship with the boy. If a guy has a weird relationship with his mom, it could be a weird relationship with the girl because that stuff, like that's just like subconscious type situations where they, they treat how they saw their mom treated is how they're gonna treat that girl. So you gotta be really careful with how they treat their parents and what those relationships are. Yeah, absolutely. So the next big one is morals, okay? These are absolute non-negotiables is morals. And just like Joe said, you can't date someone to save them. You can't date someone to fix them either. It's kind of like this clip. What's the issue, dear? Why are you holding back from such a man? Is it the clumpy way he walks? What? Or the grumpy way he talks? Oh, no. Or the pear-shaped, square-shaped weirdness of his feet? Hey! And though we know he washes well, he always ends up sort of smelly. But you'll never meet a fellow who's as sensitive and sweet. That's nice, but so he's a bit of a fixer-upper. So he's got a few flaws. Like his peculiar brain, dear. This thing with the reindeer that's a little outside of nature's This is not about me. So he's a bit of a fixer-upper, but this for certain love. You can fix this fixer-upper with a little bit of love. Can we please just stop 
talking about this? We've got a real, actual problem here. I'll say. So tell me, dear, Ugh. is it the way that he runs scared, Ugh. or that he's socially impaired? Or that he only likes to tinkle in the woods? I did not need to know that. Are you holding back your fondness due to his unmanly blondness? Or the way he covers up that easy, honest good? <laughs> want to watch the whole movie. Sorry. Go home and watch it later. So you can't date someone to fix them either. And girls, I think we struggle with this a lot more than guys do. Like we want to fix them. We want to be the girl that like wrangled in the crazy rebellious guy and we changed him and it was because we were so awesome, right? We want, we want that like justice, like, yeah, I'm that cool. I changed that guy. That's not reality. Okay. I love you, but that's just not the truth. So, so we can't date someone to fix them. And so morally, a few things to kind of look for. Do they struggle with substance abuse of any kind, whether that's drinking, partying, smoking, any kind of substance abuse, even if it's maybe not a huge problem right now, are they dabbling in it? Are they doing these things that are against the law? Because in the future, that's probably just gonna continue. And so you really have to watch for that. Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. It's gonna ruin your life. If your person you're dating is constantly partying and drinking, the Bible says it's gonna probably ruin your life, okay? So we really have to watch for that. Another thing um, is their language. Proverbs 4.24 says, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech, okay? This isn't just cussing. This is um, filthy like jokes, like those kind of things that are just kind of perverted. And that's super unattractive um, to, to me especially, but I think for you, like watch how they're speaking, not just, not just, you know, to one another, but just in general, what are they saying? What are things coming out of their mouth? Absolutely. And so when you start thinking about morals, you also have to think about physical or sexual boundaries. Yeah. What are they saying? Is there like like how far they will go because if their how far they will go is not where how far you will go there will be problems okay if if they're if you're gonna get into a relationship with some guy and he wants to go further than you at some point you're gonna run into this impasse where you have to choose do i stand up to this guy and then i'm gonna make him feel rejected or whatever or do i compromise my morals my boundaries to push further so that i can stay connected to this person. That's a really big issue. And it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does for sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. And this just isn't like sexual sin and sexual immorality. We're not just talking about sexual intercourse. We're talking about oral sex. We're talking about dry humping. We're talking about all of these other things. There's plenty of things that you can do that are sexual sin that's not just having sex, right? So we have to make sure that what they believe is, is their boundaries are lined up with yours. And how we know those is we look at the Bible and we make those decisions ahead of time. And if you see a guy and you're interested in him, but you know that he, like, he's gone further with somebody else, then you should do what the scripture says and run from that relationship. Don't just go, oh, I'll be strong in that relationship. If you know that he'll, he'll push, don't get into that relationship. Same thing with guys. Guys, if there's a girl that's going to push, you're in real big trouble. <laughs> and then the other one is, is like their ethics. Their ethics is do they lie? Have they cheated? 
because you have to go like, if they have before, they can again, right? And so if you get into a relationship with a guy or a girl that has cheated on somebody else and you haven't seen some sort of like major, I, I get it, like God has this like redemptive nature and if they've had like this, they've like God encountered, then they're different, they can be a different person. But if you haven't seen anything like that, you have to go what happened before could happen again. And so if you get into, choose to get into a relationship with somebody who's lied to, like, lied to their past relationships or cheated or done something like that, then you have to, you're kind of opening yourself up for the opportunity for that to happen to you. So it's really important that you stay, like, you stay guarded in that situation. And then I guess also, like, are they selfish? That's a big thing. Are they mainly focused on themselves? Are they just worrying about themselves, their needs? Because in a relationship, relationships work best when you're concerned about each other's needs, basically. And so if they're selfish and they're only like wondering about themselves and all of those things, then you're gonna always feel like, you're, like your needs are unmet and you're just constantly trying to help them feel better, help them get what they need. And so for, for you, you gotta look for that somebody who has a servant heart. Are they worried about other people? Are they helpful? Do they want to serve? Do they, do they do all of those things? Because if they have that servant heart, you can know when you get into that relationship that they're going to care about you, that they're going to take good care of you. Yeah, and I think too with the lying and cheating, that's not just in past relationships. That's in general. Do they lie and cheat to, to other people? Like you want someone that has integrity, that's going to be honest and pure um, in that way as well. So another one that's huge is work ethic. And that kind of goes along with the servant heart. Um, but this is such an attractive quality to find in someone who's a hard worker. Like that can really like turn an eye when you see someone, um, female or male, like are they a hard worker? Um, and the opposite is true. Somebody who's lazy is super unattractive. And just so you know, like there's a lot that goes into marriage and there's a house that you have to take care of and there's laundry and then you have kids and then there's all kinds of things that happen that has to be like, somebody has to take care of it. I hope that your spouse will help you and isn't a lazy person. Right, so, um, Colossians three twenty three says, "Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people." And so, watching their attitudes when they have to do an unpleasant job, watch how they respond. This shows so much about a person's character. If they respond with like a good attitude and, me, and like, "Yeah, that job isn't super fun, but I'll do it, no problem." Like. Whoa, that's awesome. That's such a great characteristic that you want to have in your, in your future spouse or the person that you're looking to date. Yeah, so, okay, so these were our non-negotiables. Now, we call these our non-negotiables because really everybody should sort of have these on their list. If you're going to date somebody, make sure that they fit these descriptions or at least are close or are actively trying. We get it. Nobody's perfect, and maybe you're going I don't fit this description, so is no one gonna date me because I'm not this list? We get it, all right? Everybody messes up, everybody falls short, but you also have to go, are, is that person actively pursuing a relationship with Jesus? Are they recognizing their like shortcomings and, and failures and trying to get better and grow closer to Christ and get some victory over maybe some of those issues? But non-negotiables, these are the things that we should all have on our list, and there's not really like, these are biblical, like non-negotiable. So there's not like an opinion where you're just like, uh, I don't really care if they're like, if they lie or cheat, I'm okay. I'm still going to date them. Really everybody in this room should go, no, these are the things I want to make sure that these people fit these descriptions. Now negotiables, these are more opinions. These things have some like 
you could like you could have these on your list or you could not or or different things so one of those things a non-negotiable would be things in common do you have similar hobbies and interests because this this is why having similar hobbies and interests are important because if you get into a relationship there will be one interest that you are both very 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 interested in <laughs> but that is one thing that you cannot do <laughs> So, if you have lots of other hobbies and lots of other interests that are similar, you can go do those things so you don't do that one thing. <laughs> but if you have nothing else in common, what are you going to be thinking about the whole time? That one thing, right? So it's important. It's sex, okay? <laughs> now, it's important that you have similar hobbies and interests, but it's also important that you don't have all the same hobbies and interests because you're always going to spend all your time together and you're never going to be apart and that's not a healthy relationship either i took my wife julie mountain biking once when we were dating and i have never heard her cuss more in her life <laughs> than that time i never took her mountain biking again it was not fun for her and it was not fun for me okay but that's awesome because now i have something that's kind of like my manly like adventure time i'm gonna go like not try and not die on my mountain bike in the mountains it's awesome i love it she doesn't go with me and that's good that's okay like that is something that fills my tank and she can go do something that fills her emotional and, and all those like physical tanks and stuff like that so it's important that you have similar hobbies and interests and also hobbies and interests that defer so you can spend time away from each other for sure so another negotiable that i find super interesting is personality types okay we all have different personality types we've talked a bit about this here in 4640 okay so we have four main different personality types i'll quickly go through them we have a powerful choleric okay this is the very driven person this is pastor jl okay um we have the popular sanguine again Hey, there she is. There he is, okay? They're the life of the party. They're around people constantly. We have our perfect melancholies who make sure that the job, thank you, Pastor Will, gets done very well. It's gonna be neat. It's gonna be organized. It's gonna have a system, okay? And then there's the peaceful phlegmatic. Let's just everyone be calm. Everything's gonna be okay. Let's have peace at all costs. Just everyone, shh, it's okay, okay? So, so there's these four different kinds of personalities. And so being self-aware, what personality are you and what personality type fits well with you? For me, if I were to have married, you know, a sanguine, I probably would have like wanted to not be married for long because, you know, I, I'm like, I'm a homebody. Like I just want peace. I want calm. I don't want a lot of people around. And, you know, usually sanguines are like the life of the party and they want to go, go, go. And, and that might be fine for a different kind of phlegmatic. But for me, yeah, that, you know, I didn't marry a sanguine. And so recognizing what you want, maybe you do want someone opposite of you. That's totally negotiable. Like you can have someone that's different than you so that they can pull you and challenge you in different ways. That's totally up to you but this is something to kind of find out and be self-aware about another negotiable is looks okay looks are not everything but they do matter it matters that you are attracted to that person you have to have physical attraction in a relationship okay so again these are negotiables we don't want you to be shallow but you can think about things like do i want someone tall dark and handsome do i want some yes okay girls already know they already have their list made they are ready to go okay do you want gauges? Do you want a certain like type, like cowboy or like skater boy or like athlete? Like 
Everyone has their different opinions, so make your list of things that you prefer, and they may or may not fit that, but you know, you can kind of have that. So guys, um, you gotta be real careful with this one, okay? Speak and, carefully and, here's, and wisely. And here's the truth, okay, is, man, like culture and, and media and all of these things have, man, I'm sorry, girls, like you just have like these really unfair, unrealistic yeah. expectations of what you should look like and all of these things with Instagram and all of this stuff. It's just like shouting it at you. And it's also shouting at us guys and saying, this is like the perfect woman. And this is what you're like, you should go for And that's just not fair. And that's not realistic. Sports Illustrated swimsuit models, they aren't real, okay? Like they're Photoshop and Photoshop doesn't follow your girlfriend around 24 <laughs> seven fixing all of their flaws. That's not gonna happen. And so guys, it's, it's really something you gotta be careful about not getting hung up on and not like absorb, like if this is what's dangerous about pornography guys, is like it just gives you this idea of what sex and what women should be and that is not a realistic expectation of what women should be. And so you have to be careful about what you are looking at and what you're sort of like absorbing in your life with media, with Instagram, all these things, because at some point it's gonna affect how you view women, how you view girlfriends, how you view your wife one day. And so it's really, you kind of have to filter and be careful about not absorbing too much of that stuff because that's not realistic. And so you have to just be careful, but at the same time, figure it out. Do you like, do you like what color of hair? What color of eyes? Do you want some, you know, all of those things. That's the stuff you, you can think of and make and put on your list. Yeah, for sure. Another one is health and I'll just add hygiene in as well. Um, you, you know, you kind of want to make sure the person you're dating showers and brushes their teeth. Um, that's something that's really important to me, um, that Curtis showers and brushes his teeth, okay? So, but health is kind of like a bonus. Is diet and exercise important to you? Is it important to um, who you're dating? Because those things, they, they can matter or not to you if you're like, I hate all that stuff and you want to marry someone that's you know, not into that, but that's something that you need to kind of look at. Um, so 1 Timothy 4, 8 says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Okay, so, so it is important to kind of look at those things and then recognizing, you know, training of the heart is much more important than if they're like obsessed with their body and like, you know, to the extreme other way. Yeah, like those those like exercise junkies, you know, or like whatever. That that's that's a dangerous one because if you get in a relationship with them, there's gonna be a lot of pressure mm -hmm. on you to kind of meet up to those standards. So they have a standard for their own body, and most likely they're gonna have a standard for yeah. everybody. And so that's a really like tough relationship to be in. Uh, another one you should look at is social status. So oftentimes we like date kind of in our social circles or not too far off of our social circles, but we should at least look at. Are they popular? Do, like, why are they popular? Because that could be something you want to look at. Are they popular because they do all of the things that like popular kids do? Like they go to parties and they do all this stuff or they, they try and sort of like just chameleon, like fit into all of these different crowds. But so they, they're just not like steadfast in their beliefs. You're just like, man, I don't know why they're acting like that with them when I saw them acting like that with them and they were acting a different way at church this day. Like, you gotta be careful about that. Why are they popular? But, it, but maybe that's something. Uh, are they liked amongst fellow peers? If you find somebody who everybody just kind of likes, that means they're kind. That means that they care about other people. That means that, that they're well-respected. If they're liked among adults, that means they're respectful, they're honorable. That's a, really good, that's a really good person to find. Another one you have to take in consideration, especially at your guys' age, is finances, okay? 
Can you afford the relationship that you're about to get into, okay? Guys, can you afford her? And girls, you have to ask, can he afford you? That's good. That's good. That's girls, good. big trucks are cool, but big trucks have big car payments. Yes. All right? And so you have to go. You have to ask. All right, guys, dating, you're, you're going to want to be like, you're going to want to pay for the dates. You're not going to want to be that guy who's just like, do you want to split the bill for dinner tonight? <laughs> like, you don't want to be that guy. And so what's going to happen is you're going to get into weird positions where you're just going to like have to pay from like pay money out that you don't have or something like it's going to be tough. So make sure that your finances are finances. You, you can afford to date that person or make sure that they can afford to date you. That's good. Another thing to kind of look out is their upbringing. Um, it's really important to know a background of where someone's coming from. What was their home life? What is their home like life right now growing up? Do they have to have a job or do their parents pay for everything? Good to look at, okay? Are both parents around? Were their parents divorced? Do they have siblings? Is their family involved in church? Um, what does their family do for fun? These are all just things to be aware of and kind of look for. They all kind of play a factor. Another thing that was really big for me that I started doing at your age is I started praying for my in-laws, okay? And everyone on staff would be like, Sarah got her prayers answered, okay? I have amazing in-laws. And I think some people are jealous because they don't have as great of in-laws, but you spend time, a lot of time with your in-laws. And so begin praying for them um, and, and watch God kind of answer that prayer. It's something just really um, cool to kind of look at. Yeah, so we're telling you this, all of these things, and I know we just kind of threw a lot of information at you, but the point is we want you to make a list because if you make a list, that will help you choose your next relationship wisely. Mm -hmm. All right, and so, see guys, here's the deal. If you're gonna date in high school, you're gonna break up. That's the truth. Only less than 2% of, of high school relationships make it to marriage. So you have to go, all right, so this relationship, uh, it's going to get ugly at some point, and there's going to be good in this relationship, and there's going to be bad in this relationship. If you choose wisely, and you choose somebody that loves God, and you choose somebody that is caring, the good could probably outweigh the bad at the end of that relationship. But if you don't choose wisely and you choose that crazy or you just kind of go by the whim of whatever you think in that moment, the bad could far outweigh the good. And I'm sure there's a lot of you in this room who have been through those relationships where it was just like, uh, it was fun while it lasted, but man, did it, was it a train wreck at the end. And so you have to think about those things. And the reason why is because you need to guard your heart. Mm -hmm. Because those relationships, if you choose wisely, that's guarding your heart and making sure that the damage is minimal. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. This is a really big deal. And this is why we say, man, if you, if you can't, if you, if you could not date in high school, it would be better. Because man, when you get into a relationship, what do you do with your heart? you give it to them. You, you, you offer up pieces of your heart in those relationships and you kind of let your guard down on your heart in those relationships. And when they end bad and you get your heart broken, well, this Bible verse is saying like your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. The damage you could be doing to your heart in these relationships could affect far more than just the two months that you might think it takes 
to get over that relationship. Yeah, I know for me, um, I had a list in high school, um, but I <laughs> kind of um, didn't, you know, always follow it or I, you know, broke my list a little bit. So I dated um, two different guys before I dated Curtis. And um, so I tried to more like fit, make them like fit in my list instead of making sure they like checked my list. So I was trying to like maneuver things and like, oh, I'll just erase this. And I tried to like squeeze them in into my list um, when all along, like I could have, which I eventually did find what I was looking for, um, but I could have done it with so much less heartbreak and guilt and shame. Um, and I could have had what I wanted and deserved if I would have stayed right next to that list and not compromised on, he kind of loves Jesus or he really loves Jesus, but he has nothing else. Like I kind of had these two extremes of, one loved Jesus, but fit, fit nothing else on my list. And one kind of loved Jesus, but fit the other things on my list. And so I like settled in two completely different ways. When in reality, the Lord had someone who had both for me the whole time, if I would have just waited and trusted him in that area. Yeah. Okay, guys. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about dating next week. But the biggest part of dating is who you choose to be in a relationship with from the beginning. That's the most important thing. So we're asking you, Make a list. Start thinking about those things. If you're already in a relationship, it's going to be really hard to make that list and not have like everything. They're just so perfect. Everything about my relationship right now is exactly what I want. It, it might be a little bit harder, but really kind of look inside of yourself. Make that list. Check your list early and often because what's going to happen is you might see a guy or a girl that you like. And so then you start hanging out with him and then you get closer and closer. And then at some point, you might decide to check your list, but if you've kind of gotten that connection and you sort of like want to be in that relationship too much, you're going to start making compromises on your list. You're like, well, they don't fit that, but I really like them. And they don't, you know, they do like, they do kind of struggle in the moral section, but I really like them. And so all of a sudden we start making compromises on our list. But if we check our list early, before we get into those relationships, before we get too far into those relationships, we can go, uh, they really don't make the cut and I just need to pull back because because dating from your list guys will minimize the impact of the fallout that happens from a breakup and that's huge yeah and here's the absolute truth god can be trusted god can absolutely be trusted in every area and also be trusted in your love life. And listen to me because I didn't know that. And I so believe the lie from the enemy that I needed to control this area of my life. I thought that God was gonna make me marry someone weird and awkward and annoying. I don't know why, like that was a lie that the enemy sold me that I believed and it's absolutely not true. God has amazing things for each and every one of you. He knows the desires of your heart and so he, he's gonna honor that if you will listen and obey and, and believe him to, to have that for you. Trusting God is a choice. So choose to trust him, choose to trust him with this area of your life. Because I know there's one thing that's so true about my God and that is that he can be trusted. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. He absolutely can be trusted. He can be trusted with our love life and with our future, with everything that we have. He, he knows those desires. So don't believe the enemy, okay? Here's another thing. Seek advice from trusted people. Like have people in your life that you trust their advice. The Bible says in Proverbs, walk with the wise and become wise. So have people around you, have friends that are like growing and in, in 
in their relationship with Christ and keeping you accountable as far as like who you're dating and, and purity and those kind of things. Have some of us pastors involved, have a trusted parent, a trusted teacher, a trusted coach, someone who loves you and has your very best interests at heart. Have those people around you and be asking for wise advice. Ask for it, but then please listen. Like, please, please listen. Like, don't just ask and be like, well, I don't wanna hear that. Like actually listen with like a teachable heart because it matters. Like we're not trying to keep something from you. God's not trying to keep something from you. He actually has incredible things from you. He's trying to protect you. He's trying to keep you guarded. That like the Bible verse says, we have to guard those things. He loves you so much and he is so good and he is so kind. He's not asking for purity from you to keep you from friend. Like that's not in God's character. That's not who he is. God wants these things for you. He has marriage in the right setting. He has sex for you in the right setting. He created it. It's a beautiful thing in the right timing and in the right setting, which is marriage and probably not in high school. I don't really know anyone, maybe one person ever that got married in high school, okay? It just really doesn't happen. So so wait, like please wait. And, and we're asking um, for, in like a please, please, like we beg you because like, and not in like a please don't date, it's like, we wanna save it from you. Like we, we have experienced so much heartache that we just don't want you to experience. Um, and I understand some of you want to learn the hard way, but you don't have to. You, do, you don't have to, okay? And, and so here, here's what I wanna say. Let Jesus be your why. Let him be the why behind what you're choosing. Let him be the why behind I'm choosing not to date because Jesus. I'm choosing to keep myself pure until marriage because Jesus says so. I'm, I'm choosing to not lower my standards because that's not what Jesus has for me. Let him be your why. Let him be that like motive, that like thing that's running and encouraging you. Let Jesus be that for you. It matters to Jesus, so it matters to us, right? So we ask you, please don't date. But if you do, we still love you. We're not gonna condemn you. We're not gonna shame you. We still love you. Absolutely, let us be a part of it. Let us help you, let us coach you through that and choose wisely and make a list and stick to it and check it twice and check it three times, okay? And more than anything, let Jesus be the why behind the decision that you make. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And Jesus, we choose to trust you. We recognize that you're worthy of our trust in this area of our life, with our dating, with our love life, um, with our purity. God, we trust you with it. Um, and we ask that you would speak wisdom. We ask, um, Holy Spirit, that you would convict us when we need to be convicted or you would just um, speak so clearly to us. God, I pray that you would protect each and every student in this room, protect their hearts, help them to guard their hearts and overall to trust you more than anything. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.